culture and all things shades. My name is Jonathan Hafes. I'm the senior pastor here at Shades Valley Community Church. And I am by myself. I am flying solo. That's right. And there was much rejoicing. I don't have any annoying co host for you today. Uh, Brad couldn't be here. You know, he's got like, I, I don't know, I think they had like a doctor's appointment or something because, you know, baby being delivered soon. And then, uh, and then John Mark, now this is a little bit more serious. John Mark does have a sick child. And so that's no fun. And we're not going to clap about that. But we, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's fun just getting to do like a monologue just by my, actually, I'm not going to do that at all. I know everybody's like freaking out. I do have a guest in the booth today, um, and we'll introduce him officially a little bit later for our whole meet a member thing, but I'm going to go on and introduce him now as a, uh, as a co-host, a co-host on his own episode wow. so that I have someone to banter yes. with. Ladies and gentlemen, in the house, in three stream studio, Connor Gata. Welcome, Connor. Thank you. Thank you. Happy what, to be here. <laughs> what is most surprising to you about Three Stream Studio? Well, right off the bat, I was thinking this when I came in. I think that John Mark, of all three pastor's offices, I think John Mark takes the cake for coolest office. I'm going to take offense at that. I wish, where's my boo you're, button? You're a close boo. second. Boo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, um, the, the studio, it surprised you. The live audience is usually what surprises most that people. That was jaw-dropping. Yeah. So, yeah, for um, sure. But then also our decor, you commented on our lovely Chicago Bulls picture mm -hmm. we have up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. had a little bit of a story. Your family, we'll get into this later, yes, but your yes. family's from like the Midwest, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And your your mom had a run-in with one of these famous Bulls. Yes. Which one? Scotty Pippen in an elevator somewhere in downtown Chicago when my mom was in college. She was in an elevator with Scotty Pippen, so... Claim to fame. Yes, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, no, well, so you're the first person ever to not just be a guest, but also a co-host on your own guest episode. I, I'm honored. This, I, is, this is amazing. I don't know how you're going to fulfill all of these roles at once, <laughs> but I'm excited to see how it happens. Yes. Uh, John Mark told me when he, had to, when he had to go take care of his child, he was like, you know... You and Connor can just do the meet a member interview, just the two of you, and don't worry about doing the introduction kind of thing. We'll uh we'll record that later. But I thought to myself, mm -hmm. I was like, this is the first and perhaps only shot I have mm. at just taking over everything. Yes. So that's what we're gonna do. Let's that do is it. exactly what we're gonna do. Now I will say I'm I'm gonna reserve one thing. We do have an email, uh, but I will wait for Brad and John Mark to be here. So, Doug, yes, it's from Doug Abernathy. Doug, <laughs> we will read your email, but it'll have to be next week. But everybody knows uh, what we do first around here. So, without any further ado, let's see if I can remember which is the right button to push. Uh, there Oh, yeah. The hoedown. <laughs> hoedown hoot nanny. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of in honor of, of that a little bit. Let worship and justice march hand in hand with the righteous side of change and the sound of breaking chains. Oh, well, for those of you 
who know me, you know that I actually don't listen to like Christian radio and all that kind of. I really don't listen to radio anymore. Um, but I don't listen to much in the way of Christian music, and what I do listen to uh, is typically worship music. And this is one of my favorite worship groups that plays right now. Do you know who this is? I don't. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the new album from Ren Collective. The album is called Whosoever. This is track two called Let It Roll. It's one of my favorite tracks on the album. It's a little bit different than kind of their other stuff. But yeah, you should definitely check this out. So just came out not that long ago. Um, we've played a lot of Ring Collective stuff at Shades over the years. Uh, one of the more well-known songs of theirs that we did for a, uh, it, it was kind of like a, I don't know, we, we have these seasons where like a particular song will become really important and like we sing it a lot. And uh, There's one called More Than Conquerors by Ring Collective that we used to do a lot. Several others, but you should check it out. It's right up Main Street for Ring Collective stuff. Just good, solid worship music. And so, yeah. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these like these other jokers do <laughs> when they take 90 million years to feature these things. But yeah, that's that's it. That's my album. So, Rin Collective. The album's called Whosoever. Check it out. There's really something about hearing the organ in real time, you know, <laughs> when you're on. I have chills all over. Uh, do you? Do <laughs> yeah. you? And the boys choir, you didn't know they were here. I know. In the studio. It's it's amazing. Welcome. I felt like I had to pause in honor of Brad. <laughs> right. Welcome to another edition of Bradford's Book Club. I'm Jonathan Haves, subbing in for one Brad Brown. And the book I have to recommend is really based off the series that we started on Sunday. So on Sunday, we started a series in the Book of Judges. For those of you who don't know, uh, Judges is not easy sledding. Um, I'm curious, Connor. Uh, mm-hmm. have, had you ever have you ever heard a sermon series on the Book of Judges? I, oh gosh, as far as I know, I haven't, but... Have you ever heard a sermon from the book of Judges? No. I think in how I sort of grew up, most of the sermons were topical, so I'd never really had heard, I don't often, I remember a lot of like things that were discussed in church, but maybe not books. Right, right, right. So the... All that to say is I very well could have in the sure, past, sure. but I don't remember it. So, so as a kid um, in church, you often like you'll, you'll get just kind of narratives, just you know, short mm-hmm. Bible stories, right. if you were. Um, and so, some people, at the very least, have heard a Bible story from Judges. Can you think of any story you may have Samson, heard? right? Samson, yeah, 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 yeah. So, most people, if they know Judges, they know Samson, mm-hmm. or maybe they know Gideon. Those typically okay. are like the two things that people reference. Um, there's a lot more. There's a lot more than that. And even those stories get way cleaned up. Judges is a rough go as a book. It is an incredibly violent and bloody book. Um, there's a lot of darkness and just moral decay, idolatry all over the place. So, yeah, everybody's super excited about this year. No, no. But we talked about on Sunday about we're venturing into this dark book because, one, it's a reflection of uh, the reality of our world. Our world is a place that has a lot of darkness in it. Um, but also because scripture, as it takes us into these dark places, 
it does so not to leave us there and leave us depressed, but to reveal God's grace in the midst of those places and show us the brightness and the beauty of the light that we have in Jesus Christ. So I'm really excited about this series. I'll be honest, it's a tough one to study for and and, and write for and all of that, um, just because it's a lot of complicated text and got to do a lot of digging and wrestling in order to kind of wrap your mind around what's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, But I'm really excited about it. And we talked about that on Sunday. We talked about a couple of the things that are difficult to wrestle with. Mm. Uh, And right off the bat, we talked about the big issue of the Canaanite conquest. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is often a topic that causes a lot of questions for believers. Um, How in the world could God commission his people, Israel, to conquer the land of Canaan and go in and wipe out, drive out the Canaanites? This does not seem... Just And there are several issues like that mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And that leads me to the book that I'm going to recommend today, the title of which is this, Is God a Moral Monster? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Subtitle, Making Sense of the Old Testament God. The author is Paul Copen. Paul Copen has his PhD from Marquette University, and he is the chair of the philosophy and ethics at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida. Um, and this book, while I give the Jonathan Hayes disclaimer that I don't agree with everything in it, is very helpful for tackling a lot of the difficult questions mm. that people have when they come to the Old Testament. Now, I will tell you, this book, uh, it kind of skirts a middle ground between scholarly and popular level. It is not just like armchair, I'm going to sit down <laughs> and just kind of read this thing and not have to really put my brain to work. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to require more of you than that. But it's not so dense that I think it's unapproachable, mm-hmm. uh, nor is it like crazy lengthy. I mean, it is, it's like a 250 page book. But I'll just flip to the table of contents and give you an idea of the kind of questions he tackles. Um, so he tackles um, uh, the issue of sacrifices and God's call for his people to praise him. And is that divine arrogance or humility? Uh, he tackles. Um, the binding of Isaac mm-hmm. and the sacrifice of Isaac. And is that like child abuse? Uh, he tackles um, the Bible. He calls these two chapters, the Bible's ubiquitous weirdness, <laughs> um, a, you know, kosher foods and kooky laws. So he tackles some of the more kind of difficult to understand laws in the old Testament. He, he tackles the issue of women and how they're portrayed. And is this misogynistic in the old Testament? He tackles, uh, Bride prices, polygamy, concubinage, and other mm. sorts of questions. He tackles slavery and wow. human trafficking. Uh, and then his final four chapters are indiscriminate massacre and ethnic cleansing, the killing of the Canaanites. So mm. that question that we just barely scraped the surface of on Sunday, he's got three chapters, excuse me, three chapters dedicated to that question, and it really ends with a final question on does religion cause violence. Wow. Uh, what what Copen is really responding to in this work is he's responding to a lot of the arguments from the group that would be known as the New Atheist, who honestly, I don't know that you hear from, or at least I don't, as much as you did kind of in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, but th- this was a group that wrote a ton on the popular level, Richard Dawkins kind of being the most well-known. Mm-hmm. And one of, they took many paths to attack Christianity, but one of kind of their main ones, was attacking the morality of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. That just God is portrayed here as bloodthirsty and barbaric and all that. And so that's really what Copen is responding to in Mm. this book. 
But uh, so, so his opening chapters kind of deal with that before you get to the, the, the meat of everything. But if you're somebody that's wrestled with a lot of those questions, I don't think that this book solves every issue, puts a nice bow on it, but I do think it's a book that will help you think mm. through the issues and give you a lot of food for thought. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, uh, it's widely praised by a variety of, of uh, Old Testament scholars and authors. So is God a moral monster making sense of the Old Testament by Paul Copen? You ever read that one, Connor? No, but I've, I've heard about it. I knew I, it's been on my sort of, not like listless, but it's sort of been floating around the back of my head because I know that that was sort of a response to, yeah, like what you're saying, like the new atheists and stuff like that. And that's always been a topic that's fascinated me, but you know, Pleasure, uh, pleasure reading time is. Uh, it feels weird calling that pleasure reading. So I don't. There's right, a better right. no, word I, for it, but like, but that's when yeah. you're in school. Yeah, reading. I read a lot and, for, and so school, you read for school. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you call, you know, reading about the morality of the Old Testament pleasure <laughs> reading, but like, <laughs> it's it's not you know my like my discipline and everything. So right. it's you know what I'm saying, right? Yes. But yes, yes, I've heard of it. I'm very interested. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's also a book that you can spot read. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to read it cover to cover. Like you can be like, oh, I'm really oh, interested. See, I, I can't spot read. I don't know. I feel like a e- quitter. Even like, even no. See now, I I get that. Yes. Now I get that. Um, like I I am very much like uh-huh. I'm gonna read the preface and the introductions and yes. the acknowledgments and yes, I I get that. But a book that is meant to be a little bit more. Uh, like I don't know, this one almost has like a, like a people, reference or yeah, something. It's yeah, like, it's like if this is your question, go to page whatever. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I have a, I feel a little bit more freedom with that yes. versus a book that's building an argument from right, beginning right. to end, uh-huh, uh-huh. kind of thing. So, um, so just because I've been studying for judges, I have definitely read more uh, in those those mm. final chapters here as of yeah. late. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's so awesome. check it out. Well, that's uh that's our album. That's our book, yes. and we didn't even need John Mark or Brad for it. John Mark. Brad, Brad who? That's right. Brad who? <laughs> I'm joking, Brad. Brad who? <laughs> we can handle this all our own. But ladies and gentlemen, I know I've already introduced him as a co- co-host, but now I'm here to introduce him for the real reason we've got him here. Woo-hoo. We're here to meet a member. It's time to meet a member. Ladies and gentlemen, Connor Gata. Yeah. Yes. Do you feel gypped because you just have me in the studio? No, not at all. This is good. This I'm going to let this play till my favorite part. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can really tell Jam gave his all in that he one. He did, you know? man. Yeah. He just went all out for it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, the funnest thing is if you can ever catch him recording something like that in his office and you're oh, yeah. just standing outside the door because all the playback is through his headphones. Uh, so funny. you just get to hear him like belting, yeah, and, and it's like there's nothing else going on. It's great fun. That's awesome. But well, Connor, you know this drill. You you are not a stranger to Shades yeah, Midweek, and yeah. so I imagine you know exactly how this is about to unfold. Before I get into uh-huh. the normal questions, yeah, tell me um, first how long you've been a member at Shades. Uh, about. Two years. Okay. Has it been that long? Yeah, I know. We're getting old, right? Golly. This is, yeah. this yep. is ridiculous. <laughs> we'll talk about how you ended up here and all of that in just a minute. But that's just crazy. Well, I know. To get everybody started, because not everybody knows you as well as I do. Clearly, yeah. I know everything there is to know about <laughs> you. No um, surprises today. Right, right. No surprises. But uh, get us started with just a little bit of your background. Tell us about yeah. young Connor and how you grew up. 
Oh gosh. Um, well, I grew up um, about 30, 45 minutes outside of downtown Atlanta, um, Fayetteville, Georgia. It's actually really close to where uh, Brad and John Cagley grew up. We probably, all of us, lived within 30 minutes of each other. That's funny. Without knowing it. I This might not be right. Brad will have to double check me on this, but I do believe we actually... Brad doesn't listen to any episodes okay. that he's not in. Yeah, so Brad, if, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, go ahead and send me an email. My... <laughs> We'll do that game. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But I believe uh, this may not be true, like I already said, but I th- Brad and his family may have attended the church that I grew up in for a little bit. Maybe. I think we talked about that before. But anyway, so I grew up there. Um, yeah, my mom and dad and sister were amazing. Um, so one sibling. Yeah, yeah. She also goes here. Yes. You've definitely seen her. Younger sister. Yes, younger sister. How, she, many, how many years are y'all? Part uh, three, four, three and a half, something like okay. that. Um, so yeah, she's a she's a junior at Samford right now, studying nursing. Um, but yeah, I mean, my like growing up was really just about as good as it can get. My mom and dad were awesome, loved me super well. Everyone is was, was good stuff. So yeah, what were you like as a kid? What were you interested in? Uh man, this uh, Legos. I liked Legos. I liked building things. Um, I mean, I mean, sort of like typical kid stuff. I liked. Um, I liked listening to my dad's CDs. I liked Legos, playing pickup soccer, basketball, you know, all, all those sorts of things. So it's was pretty, pretty standard in what, that way. What was, uh, what was schooling like for you? Do you homeschool, public school, private school? Yeah. Pu- public school. Um, it was, it's sort of funny. Our, um, uh, the, like the school system I was in, the, the elementary school, middle school, and high school were right next to each other. And oh. we lived in the same place my whole life. So, like, every four years, I'd just move one block further <laughs> down, essentially, um, which was sort of funny. And I think I think Brad might have said this, too. But one thing that was interesting, too, about where I grew up was it's like a golf cart community. I think oh, yeah, I yeah. think we've talked about this before. Uh-huh. Or Brad and I have, at least. So, it's like, like uh, when I was 14 or 15, I can't remember. Like, I started taking – I would drive a golf cart to high school. And, like, the big thing to do, people would take – uh, golf carts to football game, like high school oh football games word. and to Chick-fil-A and to people would get their Publix groceries on the golf cart. So that was like, and I didn't know that was strange at the time because <laughs> like, I really didn't. I know that sounds you super thought the world <laughs> operated this <laughs> right, way. Right, right. Like I didn't know it was strange because that was like, we sort of lived in this, like my parents moved from the Midwest, like right before I was born. So we sort of lived in the, in Georgia, that community, my like zero to 18 essentially. And, that was all I knew. So sort of a funny tidbit about my growing up. <laughs> my word. Now, um, we'll, we'll get to talking about this a little bit more, but obviously you're an artist. Mm-hmm. So like, was that something that you were always interested in, like as a kid or, or mm-hmm. was there a particular time that like you got yeah. interested in art? No. Yeah. So, um, like growing, growing up. So my mom is, or what a uh, high school English teacher and my dad um, doing like IT stuff. So all that to say was there wasn't like a huge emphasis on the arts in like my growing up. Like, so we didn't really like listen to a lot of music or visual art or anything like that. So that was really, and you know, it's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just, you know, just sort of how it was. Right, sure, so sure. I didn't, I didn't have like a whole lot of exposure to that world. But then I'd say like when I was in high school, well, I, okay, so younger, I started, and this relates to the whole art and design thing, I developed a, a, like a huge interest in music pretty young, like maybe fifth or sixth grade. Um, I really started getting into music. And so 
it's not quite visual art, but by the time I was in high school, you know, you sort of have that dread of, oh my gosh, I have to like go to college and pick a major, you know, <laughs> and all these, up. yeah, all these things, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I want to do? And that's, you know, that's a really, uh, like, perpe- like perplexing question, you know, you're like, sure. I'm 18 years old, what do I want to do? And so, I don't know, I just... I was like, man, well, I love music and like album covers. What, 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 what do you call people who make album covers? And then I was like, oh, this. And then around that same time, I took a Photoshop class in high school. I was like, oh, this is sort of cool. But, you know, I didn't really have a lot of like prior art experience. So I was like, yeah. And I, I went into college like not knowing what I wanted to do, but eventually sort of fell back on that. And, you know, that's what I'm doing now. And I, and I love it. So it's not like fall, fall back sounds like it was like a second choice, but I think it was just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Sure. We'll do this. Oh, wow. I love this. And so, then, so when you first went to college, were you undeclared? Yeah, I think, or maybe I, I might've declared a major. I can't remember, but like, I, I wasn't like sold on. I was like, Oh, sure. I'm doing this like for sure. Were your parents just thrilled when you declared art as a major? <laughs> yeah, I think, I definitely think they were confused and like, I, I get it. You know, I, that makes sense. But, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that's how I sort of ended up with all that. Oh, now, interesting tidbit uh, that I know oh, yes. from your childhood is that, so you said your dad worked in IT, but it's more specific than that. Yeah, okay. So uh, when we, I guess when my folks moved to the South, my dad was originally working with Georgia Pacific, and I guess a friend at their church at the time worked for Chick-fil-A, and they told him like, hey, you know, we think you should work here or whatever. And then he applied for a job, got it. And he's been at Chick-fil-A for about as old as I, a little bit younger than I am. So I think I'm, I think like 22 years he's been at Chick-fil-A still there. Um, so y'all are a Chick-fil-A family. We are a Chick-fil-A family. Yes. And one of the first things I learned that that meant <laughs> is that you have never in your life mm-hmm. had anything from McDonald's. Yes. Yes, or and and several other fast food places. Too. What other places? I need to know. Okay, so I've I've had Wendy's, but okay. it's been like over a decade since I've had it. Um, Can I just say that out of the fast food burger joints, you could choose to give on like that? It, I'm not a Wendy's. You know, okay. Yeah, I'm not a Wendy's. So fan. yeah, I've had Wendy's, but it's been like a long time. Um, I, uh, ha- I like a frosty. Oh yeah, yeah. And I dip, think that was the dip, last thing dipping I had. fries and a frosty. Yep. I'll argue with anybody that that's great. I've heard rumors that it's good. It's fantastic. Okay. Well, maybe tonight I get some <laughs> Frosties. But, yeah, so I haven't had Wendy's in a long time. I've never had Burger King, like ever had Burger King. Never had Burger King. I've never had KFC. Okay, actually. Uh, now, that one makes the most sense out of all of them. That's right. like, like like the direct chicken competitor. Yes. Or like Popeye's or something. Oh, but I actually do like, I've had Zaxby's. I, I like Zaxby's. <gasps> yeah, I know. Market like research. A... Market research. Oh, so. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. I see how this is. Now, I grew up, uh, one of my friends <clears throat> that I went to school with growing up, she, uh, her dad worked for Coke. There was a Coke plant yes. in, in the city that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And so we always made a big deal of the fact she'd never had Pepsi products. Oh, all. wow. No way. And we would constantly try to yeah. trick her into <laughs> drinking a Pepsi product. Like, we'd yeah. be it, like, you know, just a youth group function and there'd be Coke and Pepsi and yeah, all that. We'd yeah. totally pour <laughs> a Pepsi and be like, here's a Coke. Yeah. Never got her. But Man, anyway, that's cold. So yeah, well, I learned this because uh, you, you started coming to Shades during COVID. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was the year we did Easter outside. And yeah, we had yeah, to, yeah. We had to arrive at like four a.m. to oh set up. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> Maybe earlier. I think I think it was <laughs> earlier. Didn't you? Did you sleep here? No. Okay. So that was the next year. That that year. Okay. So so Noah and Kenny of mine are like are the no no and Kenny of mine. Noah and Kenny are two of my best are two of my best friends. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Noah Stalkup and Kenny. Yeah, McCants, and, and Kenny, which McCants. Kenny's been on for a meeting yes. member. And Noah, Noah, your your day is coming. Yes, uh, the day of reckoning, Noah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but. Um, Noah and Kenny actually, uh, they came over to my apartment and I think we knew we had to get up at like three or something like that. And we were like, well, let's just not go to sleep or uh-uh. we slept like one hour oh or something Lord. like that. I mean, it was, it was stupid, like very bad decision, but we, we stayed up at least till midnight or one, maybe later playing card games at my kitchen table. Mm-mm. And, um, and then we we're like, well, it looks like we'll be up in. One hour. It's like time to go to bed. (laughs) Terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, I can't do that anymore. I am no longer at that age. Oh yeah, Um, sure. But but yeah. So y'all came and helped, and we had Mm -hmm. um someone volunteer. I think it was Caitlin. uh, Yeah, Caitlin brought some breakfast later that morning, Mm -hmm. and she brought like a bunch of biscuits from McDonald's, and I I turned it down. You did, and that's (laughs) That's what I learned. You had never (laughs) had McDonald's, and I'm like. Oh, I mean, we had some other stuff. Like there was some fruit available, yeah. and things I, like I ate that. the fruit. But we tried yes. really hard to get you to cave. I know. I um. don't. I don't fold. Not, to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> not. Not. Not at this point in my life. It's oh. just a pride thing now. So. Oh man. Well. Okay. So, go through school. All of yeah. those different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, get towards graduation. How do you choose Samford? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and maybe there will be more about this later. But uh, I. When I was in, uh, like, growing up, I, like, I found rock climbing to sort of be, like, my thing. Like, growing up as a kid, I sort of had, like, this identity crisis. Well, I was like, I asked you what you were interested in as uh, a child. Oh, yeah. Well, like, okay, so rock climbing, and this relates to college. I know it's, it's weird, but I was like, I, I felt like everyone had a thing. Like, oh, this is the baseball guy, or this is, right, like, the right. science guy, and I didn't have one. Eventually, I sort of, like, found rock climbing, and in like especially throughout high school, like once I could drive and work, I worked at a rock climbing gym. I climbed all the time when I wasn't climbing, I was training much to the detriment of my schoolwork. But I was, when I was applying for colleges, I'm like, where are there going to be schools where I can just climb my brains out like all the time? Like where's there going to be outdoor climbing all around me? And a lot of people don't know that Alabama and the Southeast specifically is a phenomenal place in the United States for climbing, uh, namely because there's there's sandstone here, uh, which is like butter on your hands. Can, uh, it's like when you're climbing on real rock, you're, it shreds your hands. Mm. And that's in, in contrast to the granite, which is like more out west. So I was like, well, I want to go someplace. This is so shallow, I know. Where there's like, <laughs> I just want to go someplace where there's just a amazing sandstone climbing and I can just be out every weekend and I got a scholarship to Sanford that was pretty good and there was great climbing so I went to <laughs> Sanford. I know that's awful like no but. no it's great dude listen the Lord uses all things in our lives even when we make what we would later look back on and think are shallow decisions I mean think about all the different things that would not have unfolded in your life the way yes, they have if you 100%. hadn't ended up here you know and and the funny the the best part about that is like one month before i came to school i was actually training with a buddy of mine in the gym where i was working and i actually completely ruptured my left hand a ring finger tendon it just went like 
like that. I was oh. on the I was on like a the hangboard if you're familiar with those with a weighted vest, and I'd just been training too hard and it ruptured. And that basically is like, yeah, I mean, you can still climb, but you'll never really be like strong again, as strong again after right. that happens. Right. So then that happened, and then like I didn't really climb much throughout college. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if someone? was interested yeah. in climbing. What do you think is the best climbing close, like in around mm. Birmingham? Yeah. No, that's a good question. So like really, really close is over at Moss Rock. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Which there's a great it's it's funny, at the time there was like this awesome there's this boulder problem over there. It's a really beautiful problem. It's called like Eternity something or other. That's a great problem. I never finished it because I was injured. That was the injury while I was working on no, it. I'm t- I'm I'm thinking this is a uh, climber lingo that I don't know. Oh, bo- oh, sorry. A yeah. problem. Bo- okay. So when you say boulder problem, I'm like what's wrong with the boulders? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, they just Are they in danger? They just need a good listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like a boulder problem is like so so bouldering is like climbing without a rope, but you don't right. go up high. Right. So uh the smart people, we don't go above 10 feet maybe, and you have pads under you in case you fall. Um, and so we call it a problem because because bouldering, your average problem is only going to be th- maybe three to seven movements of the body. Hmm. There's really only, for more technical problems, once you sort of get past beginner levels, there's probably only one or two ways to do the problem. And as it gets difficult, like or to do the route per se. And right. so it's it's a, like, like a puzzle. It's a it's a puzzle you your body. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that's what we call the problem. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, but, that's cool. Yeah. So Moss Rock is close. Um, my favorite place to climb in all of Alabama's Little River Canyon. Um, awesome. Which didn't get discovered by the climbing community. I, I mean, people knew about it, but really discovered until like maybe 2000s, people really started showing up. Mm. And then Sand Rock, that's sort of like where I learned how to climb. Sand Rock is great. Hospital boulders in... Uh, Gadsden is great. Yeah, Hospital Boulders. Yeah. And then there's Kentucky nearby, Red River Gorge, New River Gorge. Like, yeah, the whole Southeast is just littered with great stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard of some of those, but in some of those places I've never heard of. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't been to any of them for the purposes of climbing. <laughs> yes. If you wanted to, I don't know. Maybe I could live vicariously. Well, just, you know, Little River Canyon, mm-hmm. uh, riding. Uh, so, so, I love to ride motorcycles. Yeah. Um, so the the road that goes around the oh, ridge sure. is the best motorcycle ride in Alabama. Yes, there are always people. I feel like the the do you call the motorcycling community like cyclists or is that like yeah, bike? yeah okay? Kind of, I mean, you know, it's 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 funny. Um, so you have uh, motorcycle, bicycle, um, and and motorcycles are more often called bikes. Oh, really? And, okay, and and are bikers. And okay. people that ride bicycles are called cyclists. Yeah, I was going to so, say something about like cyclist doesn't feel like yeah. masculine. No, for nor- like normally you call them bikers, okay. but it's, it's just kind of funny because you, just based off the names of the things they ride, <laughs> you would yes. think that this one would be cyclist and those would be bikers, but it's it's <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, the, the bikers are always there. I yeah. think they the biking community knew about it before the climbers. They yeah. were always there. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. <coughs> well, uh, I will... I'm, yeah, I'm going to ask you this question anyway. I was yeah. trying to decide whether or not I wanted to move to the lightning round, but I, I, was, I was trying to figure out how many other things I've got to ask you. Um, so tell me a little bit uh-huh. about, like, let's back up yeah. and talk about your spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, so, like, kind of take me through the same time period from, like, childhood to college. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see. Um, well, I, I grew up in a, in a Christian home. Um, yeah, my parents are both... Uh, believers super strong christians um that was 
one of the things I'm most grateful for about my childhood is they, uh, they made the faith very palatable to me. Like, um, and, and, and now I realize how important that is because, um, as I interact with, so like I went to Sanford, but now I'm doing my master's degree at like a, you know, state institution. There's a lot of people who maybe the faith wasn't presented to them in the best way and they've walked away from it. And so I can look back at my upbringing and say, man, my parents did an awesome job, like really like showing me the goodness of God and like everything. So, so with that said, like, uh, I was raised in a Christian home, but but sort of the the Christian world was always sort of sort of tough for me growing up. Like sure. I never really felt like I uh, like this. This sounds kind of goofy and like uh, like faux rebellious, but I never really felt like I fit in. Sure, I, I know sure. that sounds yeah. really shallow, but but younger me definitely felt that way, and so I always sort of felt like I was on the outside looking into the Christian world, um, and because of that, I sort of. Uh, it was just sort of like a slow drift and and it's it's hard looking back like i don't know if i ever would have said like oh i'm an atheist or whatever but i definitely like there was for most of like like middle school high school i'd say it definitely like wasn't a really big part of my life mm-hmm. i sort of felt like frustrated by it all in general and um and so all that happened that's sort of where i came into samford um and yeah, ironic i know because it's a christian school but like, but you came for the rocks. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> yes, indeed. Right. So, but, um, uh, but that was sort of where I was leading into college and sort of stayed like that for the first year or two. And then, you know, at Samford, there's definitely like, it's a Christian school. Like there's a lot of enthusiasm about Christianity, which I was sort of like, Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> and, and so I sort of felt that way at first, but then I, there was just like a series of events that happened, in sophomore year where, um, you know, just some things weren't going well, like right in my life. And, um, yeah, things were going well in my life. And also like I was in a relationship that was going on two years at this point, And I was like, well, okay, I need to like figure out what I believe about that stuff. Because like, if one day, you know, we get engaged or whatever we marry, like, you know, that's a, I knew that's a, that's a thing you want to have figured out before that happens. And so, and so, and at that point I was like, yep, I need to like go to church and, and, and figure this out. And yeah. And then, yeah. And that's where I was about, yeah, by, and then sophomore year of college, I started like going to the church for the first time, not here necessarily, but I started attending churches and like, I was like spiritually, like I was like, I was ready. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. And yeah, we'll put a pin in your story right there. Yeah. Um, Cause I want to keep going for a cliffhanger yeah. for the audience. Yeah, cliffhanger. <laughs> because we all know, you know what time oh, it man. is. I cannot tell you how proud I am myself of myself that I've hit the right buttons. It's every been flawless so far. Yeah. All right. Well, Connor, you know how this works. This is the lightning round, so yes. I'm going to do my best uh, because normally we're able to, like, you know, play off each other. Like, I can look through questions and yeah. find one <laughs> while JN's asking one or whatever. And so sure. uh, you got just me. So we'll see how lightning we can get right yeah, here. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but we all know the first question. How do you like your eggs? Yes, I like them. My favorite is fried 
I take fry four eggs and I put sriracha on them oh. on top. But people are always uh, sort of bewildered by the fact that when I eat scrambled eggs, I eat 10 or a dozen. And I do that often too. Yes. You eat a dozen? I do. I may be I'm smaller also not in at, I'm, stature. I'm also not at that point in my <laughs> life anymore. <laughs> yes. Oh, my word. Uh, did you have a nickname growing up? Um, my dad would call me CJ or C Unit, but it never really stuck, you know. C Unit. Yeah. <laughs> What's your middle name? Uh, uh J, like uh J A Y, named after my uncle. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Oh man, you know I'm. I I do believe in the sovereignty of God, but every time <laughs> these questions are asked. I do believe in providence, but every time these questions are asked, I'm always worried I'm going to jinx something. I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I've never been pulled, even pulled over or in a crash, and I've been driving since I was 15. Th- that's an accomplishment. Yeah, but that... like, yeah, the Lord provides, so I need to say nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fastest you've ever been in a car? Honestly. Driving. Yeah, driving. Um, not that fast, honestly. I'm I'm generally pretty cautious. Uh, I don't know, maybe upper 80s, something like that. Yeah. I might have hit like 90, 91 once or twice, but I don't make a practice of Probably it. Probably by accident. Didn't mean to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The music <laughs> was just too good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, if you could choose one superpower for yourself, what would it be? Um, man. Invisibility, flying, super strength, yeah. super speed. Well, I've always thought about this because... Teleportation. Yeah, I used to play pretend as a lot as a kid, and I would have these existential crises because I'm like, well, that would be too what, OP. What, what is your Enneagram number? Um, you know? Yes. It's... Uh, it's... Oh, the... Uh, my my mom is I'm sure she'll listen to this and she'd be disappointed because she's told me a lot about this. She knows more than I do. Um, it's like the it's like I think it's four five or five four. It's it's they they flip flop depending I, on what. I was wondering if you were a four. You've just said several things along the way. Oh like, yeah, I'm a four. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And you've said several things along the way where I'm like going. So like you talking about how everybody else had their thing and yeah, you yeah. didn't have your thing. Like I say that when I tell like. When I'm talking about what it means for me to be a four, and how I mean, I, I like... still feel that. I don't know. Oh about yeah. You, oh, absolutely. But like, like, yeah. Fours kind of like typically will try anything and everything. Sure. Like, we'll do all the things because yeah, and we can kind of enjoy all the things because you know, like like we, we don't have our one thing. It's yeah. All the stuff mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and do tend to be a little bit. Uh, it, it's the stereotype is that they end up in creative fields and artsy kind of sure. stuff. So whether writing or the yes. arts or or what have not, but yeah. Well. Yeah, I th- I think that's right number. Yeah, it's yes, it's like the I I don't really yeah. like the words, but it's like the romantic or whatever it is. Oh yeah, yeah. But even yeah. you talking about having existential crisis as a kid. Oh yeah. Fords live in existential crisis. Oh yeah, it's it's miserable. <laughs> would would not recommend. <laughs> yeah, ten out of ten would not yeah. recommend. Right. Oh my word. Oh, but like oh, so superpowers. That was the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah, so I I don't know. So this is about to be the corniest answer you've ever heard to this question. I'm aware of that, but I. I, I don't think I'd want like to be able to fly or like be super strong because I'd be worried I like wouldn't be able to relate to people as well. Like I just feel like that would be sort of like OP. But if there was a, like a superpower to where like I could be like a this I know it sounds really corny like like a really good friend to people right and just like be able to I know that sounds stupid but like something that would just like I knew what to say to like put people at ease or you, like you want to be mantis. 
Mantis. I don't know. From, you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, I've not. No. You haven't? No. I, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you have to see it now. Okay. And and know that you're asking to be. She has. Uh, it's the power of empathy. Oh, okay. Like she, if she touches you, she can feel what you feel. Yeah, maybe not that strong, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'd want to have that. But like, yeah, just the ability to, you know, like, like be there for people when they need it, and you know, like, you know what I'm saying. So. This power you speak of is achievable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. Okay, what was your first celebrity crush? First celebrity uh, Emma crush. Watson, Harry Potter movies. Oh. She was like probably about my age or a few years older when those were coming out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fill in the blank. Uh-huh. Taylor Swift is. Oh, man. Okay. So my fiance really loves Taylor Swift, so I have to be careful here because I'm sure she listens to this. Um, uh, not my favorite, but respect. <laughs> You're so diplomatic. Yes. Oh, my word. Do you snore? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Favorite junk food? Well, you said fiance earlier. Uh-huh. We're, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay, Let sure. everybody know that you're, you're getting married. So yeah. you'll, you'll know soon enough. Whether yes. or not you snore. Yes, that's right. Because yes. you will have someone to report. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I live by myself, so uh, uh, no roommates. You know, it's uh, just me. Um, what? what I think junk food. Yeah, junk, junk food. food. Uh, Favorite junk food. Oh, man. I love uh, Mike and Ike's. The yeah. ca- I guess maybe that's a candy, not a junk food. Uh, that works. That works. Okay, I love Mike and Ike's. Und- underrated candy. Put that against your favorite candy. It wins every time. <laughs> just teasing. Um, best... TV show theme song. Oh man, can be from your childhood. Uh, We grew up not watching TV as a family. Right, right. Uh, So I don't know if this is a theme song, but I like this TV show a lot. So I'll say this: it's one of the few I've seen. I really love the theme song. It's really satirical on uh, Nathan Fielder's "Nathan for You." If anyone has seen this. So I haven't seen this. I have been told I should watch it. Oh, how? what's your capacity for cringe? Like, how <laughs> How much of that can you take? That's, that's what I've been told. Yes. So I haven't seen it, but uh, but I'll at least check out the theme song at this point. It's You have to watch it with the visuals. It's really funny. Oh, my word. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> no. No. No chance. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Dopey. Do you respect Kanye West? Uh, ooh, okay. Define respect. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's not the way <laughs> this game works. Uh, I really admired Kanye West growing up, but now I really think I'm. I really think I mean I was literally watching something about him last night on GMA. He he. I think he needs help. I feel bad for the guy. Like he needs like a good spiritual leader. He needs maybe some people to talk to. Like yeah, you know. I feel bad for the guy. We're getting very serious. Here. Yeah, yeah. Cake or pie? Cake or pie? Uh, brownies. Oh, okay. <laughs> Waffles or pancakes? Waffles, easy. Uh, rank the top three, your top three, Star Wars films oh, from no. the saga. I'm really about to embarrass y'all because it's been so long. From since episodes I've seen one through nine. I think I've only seen one through six. Never mind. Yeah, I'm not sorry. Even you, don't even, <laughs> you don't even deserve uh, to answer the question at this point. I, do you, I, I do do you do have a favorite one? Uh, I think like 
the first one to come out slash um is that number four like yeah, if you're new looking ho- literally hope. yeah new hope yeah i remember that one the best for sure yeah that one's good all right, and I guess to I'm looking for a good one to close out on, but I, I can whenever I'm looking for a good one, I can never find a good one. Mm. So, how many cups of coffee do you drink per day? I don't drink caffeine, so that's the preface. I drink decaf coffee every day, and I drink maybe four cups of decaf coffee. I, ju- I just drink it for the flavor. I don't really care for the I, caffeine does stuff to me. Messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end right there. Yeah. You survived Woo-hoo. the lightning round. Good yes. job, Connor. <laughs> Very proud of you. Everybody's Thank proud you. of you. Your fiance is proud of you, which you mentioned just a moment ago. So yeah. now you got to tell us about that. Yeah. Um, yes. So I am engaged uh, as, of, as of a few months ago. Um, to one. Oh, oh. Uh, JJ Julianne Smith. You'll. Yeah, JJ is how most people know her. Um, yep. So, uh, if how, you, how'd y'all meet? We met in um, CA at Samford, which for the non Samford people, that's sort of like an English speech sort of class. Yeah. Okay, because when you say CA, the first thing I think of is Cocaine Anonymous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. CA 101. Yes, it was. Uh, yes. So we met there. It was freshman year? Yes, first class I ever took at college. She, she was in it, and and it, it was love at first sight. Uh, it was uh, love is a strong word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, yes, then it was like attraction at first. It's like, oh, she's so beautiful. I I need to go talk to her, and uh, yeah, sort of. And you did. You just went for it. Well, okay, uh, no, not exactly. I mean, I was definitely like super shy about it it okay. was it took you know a few weeks to you know small interactions mustering up the courage and then i was sort of in an odd spot too because my first semester at samford i i didn't have a car so it's like will you go on a date with me we have to walk or you have to drive <laughs> <laughs> so will you drive me on a date yes eventually that's what it became so like our first date was like a walking date and then it was like oh you know she would take me to get art supplies and stuff that i needed and then she put i was like oh you don't have a car okay yeah i'll drive and you know so i didn't that was sort of you never think you'd be there and then you're there i love it yeah so i love it oh man so so y'all start dating freshman year yep yep date all the way through college Mm -hmm. um and then i met uh jj Oh, goodness, I don't know how long ago, but it was after you started coming here. Yeah, maybe just a month or two after I started coming here. She she started coming. Um, it We, uh, and I'm not trying to throw her under the bus or anything, but I think there was just still some nerves about COVID, and, and it was oh, like, sure, hey, sure. I'll just hold back for a little bit. And um, of the two of us, I'm a little more adventurous in terms of just risk-taking and stuff. So I was like, yeah. I need to see people. Let's go. <laughs> and then, and then she started coming with me. And then, and yes. we're glad we like her way yeah, more. Yeah, of course. My, <laughs> m- my significantly better half, right? So, oh man. So now that's what, well. Tell us, uh, tell us the engagement story. Oh yeah, because that's recent. Yeah. It's fresh on the mind. Yeah, I think we got engaged yeah, about two months ago. So um, basically, um, 
let's see. So when we had been dating for a year, so she she's a photographer, and she gave me this book that's really sweet, like sort of this like composition style book of when we'd been dating for a year of, of like pictures of us together or just places we'd gone and stuff like that. She printed them all out, glued them in the book, wrote some notes. Can, can I just say that you and your generation are are pretty rare to have actual pictures like non-digital right? pictures yeah. of your relationship. <laughs> yeah, shout out CVS. There the you printers. go. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so she gave that to me, and I thought that was great. But the thing is, it's a pretty, pretty large book, and so she didn't fill it all the way out. Oh, sure, sure. And I kept, I held on to it, and then, you know, by the time we got engaged, we had been together about four and a half years because we dated all through college, and then I went back to school again and all this stuff. And so I still had that book, and I had been thinking ever since a few years into the relationship, like, maybe around a little after year two, two and a half, three, I was like, oh, I think I probably will end up being with this woman. I was like, oh, I I can fill out the rest of that book with pictures from the last uh, three and a half years. Love it. And give it back to her. The funny thing, though, is that's, you... F- that's a romantic right there. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Well, hardly, because like... 90% of the book is her pictures of one year. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap, trying to find pictures, printing them off the day before I go propose, like all this stuff. So I gave it back to her, proposed up at, uh, shoot, what's it called? Uh, like by Tip Top Grill. Yeah, yeah, up uh, there on top of Shades Mountain. Yeah. Uh, man, I can't remember what it's called. What that exact spot is called? Yeah, it's like, a, oh, I don't remember. I think, ironically enough, I think it might be called like Lover's Look. That oh, like well, rock in which it looks up. Okay. So nice. sort of funny. But yeah, so it was it was great. And she said yes, and yeah, and here you are. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and do you? It, I I, pro- I think I should know this because yeah. doing Yale's premarital counseling. That's right. You have a date, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> I'm and pretty sure I've got it written down. I've March written 18th. Down. March 18th, which is funny because okay, so we're doing it because I like I said I'm in school and I and I work for the school I I, I teach undergraduate classes at the school so I can't just like take off work like sure. she can and so we're doing it it's the first weekend of my spring break and because of that so her birthday is March 15th my birthday is March 16th the rehearsal dinner is the 17th and we get married the 18th. So it's birthday, birthday, rehearsal dinner, wedding. And we just knew we were like, we don't want to wait till summer or we can't do it as soon right. as Christmas. So it's like, this is the date and we're just going to have a crazy week. And that's what we're rocking with. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, well to continue, uh, your, your spiritual journey. So, yeah. um, you're in Birmingham mm-hmm. and you're at Samford and you, Mm-hmm. Uh, or starting to visit some churches and things yeah. like that. Um, how do you end up here at Shades? Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, uh, really what happened was I was looking at churches, just really trying to think about like what I valued in a church and just you know processing all this stuff from growing up and, and all these different things. And uh, as I said, my, my friends Noah and, and Kenny, we were... Um, they were both in my major, which is how I met them. And so we were getting lunch in between classes and we're eating. And th- I was telling to them, I was just, they had known sort of what I was going through and that I'm looking for a church and all this stuff. And, and they both were going here. And, um, and I was sort of expressing frustration. I was like, yeah, I want to go to, I want to like start attending a church, but everything's like online right now. And I was like, I want to like go somewhere right, right. and, and like, and meet the people because like, that's super important to me. And like, I want to like meet the people. I want to see faces, shake hands. I want someone who I like, I want a pastor I can talk to and like meet this person in the flesh. And they were like, well, our church just 
is like we're we're back now is a few weeks ago and then i realized i had this like oh crap moment where i was like oh that means that i actually have to do that awkward thing where you like <laughs> where do i park how do i dress like are they going to be saying weird things right, you know like right. all these different things and i was like oh crap what have i got myself into i was like yeah maybe and then later that day noah like texts me the address and tells me to come I'm like oh crap okay like they're really like wanting me to actually come like that wasn't just like a nice thing to say right and i was right. like oh it looks like i have to come and i remember uh, and so I showed up that weekend, uh, really super nervous. Um, this was the first time I'd been to visit. Phys- I'd been like wanting to find a church, been visiting, doing the whole online thing after COVID. Because right when I sort of wanted to start looking for a church, it was like COVID. Right. And right. and so, anyways, I'm like back doing this whole thing, and yeah, and that was my first Sunday, and that was the last church I looked at. I went that Sunday, and I was like, oh yeah, this is it. And then I went. That was the Sunday of a picnic in the park, right? It was where I hit your son with the <laughs> with the wiffle ball. So bad. Uh, I felt oh, so bad. No, so I I had not met you until we got out there uh, to do the picnic at the park, and yeah, uh, the stall cups brought like wiffle ball stuff, and so this wiffle ball game just struck up, and somehow you ended up as like I was pitching. Yeah, right? you were yeah. pitching, and I'm like. Who who's the tall guy out there? I've never seen him before. <laughs> yeah, pitching. So which which kit was it? Levi? I think it was Levi. Yeah. Oh gosh. How'd you? Hit him? <laughs> I think he was like trying to like get home, and like I think we were playing like pegs, like you could hit the uh-huh, person to get uh-huh. him out, and he was running home, and I was like, oh man, this guy's he's done for, and I just dial it and I knock him on the head, and I was like, oh my gosh, I just hit this child, and then like, oh my gosh, it's the pastor's <laughs> child. It's like I'm never coming back here, but. But yeah, oh, no, that's great. That's so great. So yeah. So then you got stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And it's, it's been awesome ever since, but yes, hopefully, uh, hopefully you've forgotten that already, but it looks like not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't think it made like a, a huge impact, um, on, on our relationship. <laughs> good. Good. I'm glad. I'm sure we're pretty chill parents. I'm sure it's like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. He yeah, probably yeah. deserved it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right there you go it's good for him yes um but anyway well awesome and so um so yes you've been here um ever through, since then, yeah through yeah. graduation um but you uh you also have started how far are you in grad school now i'm about halfway done yeah um so yeah so i'm and this is for art yes do you want me to talk about it or yeah sure oh, okay, okay. sure whatever you want to say uh, uh Yes, so I'm currently doing my MFA, which is Masters of Fine Arts um, in Visual Communication Design, Graphic Design. Essentially, there's this big thing going on in the discipline right now where there's a lot of people arguing about what the discipline should be called, and the more sophisticated, highbrow people call it visual viscom or visual communication design instead of graphic design. So um, that's a thing, but it's it's graphic design is what it is. So I'm doing my master's in that. Um, About halfway done with it. And yes, so that's that's what I'm up to these days. Yeah. Do you know what you want to do? Yeah. No, I do. So I um the so uh when I finish my degree, um at that point Jay and I will have been married already. And um after so I'm gonna finish my degree, then after that we plan on moving back to Birmingham because she'll move with me in Jacksonville. Right. Um, and then we'll move back to Birmingham cause she works at a design studio here. Um, and then all will be here and I'll, uh, 
get a job in a studio and just sort of do that sort of life, like practicing design until I find a tenure track teaching position that opens. Um, and then the goal is to get as soon, not as soon as possible, but sooner rather than later, get into it, work, start working for tenure at, yeah. a, at a university. Teaching. Yeah. Teaching. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited that y'all hopefully get to be around here at least for a little bit, though. Yeah, That'd definitely. Cool. Well, we still get to see you even though you're uh, – how far is that commute for you? Yeah, it's it's a long commute. And, yeah, so my when I went to grad school, I was like – like I graduated. I spent my last summer here, and it's like, oh, I'm going back to school. I was sort of like, oh, man, well, I don't want to – you know, having to go find another church, that's sort of scary. And my fiance still lives here. So I'm like, and we like, we got to see each other. We're only about like an hour apart. And I was like, well, Sunday will just be our day where we can sort of see each other. Sure. Um, because I like doing that, like on a random Wednesday night, isn't always feasible necessarily. Sure, sure. So it was like, oh, okay, well then, and she, she, she loves it here at Shades Valley. Um, and so she absolutely loves it. And we had talked about that. I was like, no, I would really like us to like be going to church together, like at the same place, hearing the same teaching and that sort of stuff. So I was like, well, I'll just meet you because she lived like five minutes from here over by Red Mountain. Right. Super easy for her. And I was like, well, I'll just, I'll, pick- I'll just drive an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really I'm, and I'm happy to, you know, and it's, it's one of those things. It was like, oh, okay, well, like we're distance anyways, and it's like, I mean, distance. Like, it's not like sure. she's in Washington State, but anyways, sure. yeah. So, well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That pretty much catches us up to the present, and here we are. Yeah, and here we are <laughs> on Shades Midweek. And yes. Well, man, thanks for like coming in and sharing just all yeah. about your life and story and uh, what the Lord's done and uh, in your heart and faith and yeah we're excited about your uh getting married yeah in March. Well, thank you i promise yeah. it's on my calendar yes yes <laughs> if we show up and there's no one to officiate just remember this podcast episode right right <laughs> oh man well was there anything else you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't or something you were wanting to talk about that we didn't i don't i don't think so I your, think, your yeah. shades midweek experience is complete two thumbs up two thumbs yeah i mean Honestly, if there had been another host in this booth, it would have brought the experience down a little bit. That's what I think. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Oh, well, we do thank you for listening to Shades Midweek. Um, and if you got any questions for Connor, we can have him back on. Absolutely. Yeah, right. In, I mean, I know that everyone is dying to hear the details of that debate raging about what to call mm-hmm. uh, the field of study. Yes. Uh, graphic designer. What was it? Viscom? Uh, visual communications at yeah. Viscom, graphic design. Yeah, so if you'd like to weigh in on that debate, yes, you know, or anything else, then just email us midweek at shadesvalley.org. Connor, do you want to say this? They can email us because here at Shades Midweek, you're a part of the conversation. That was very nice. Is that me. right? Yeah, okay. we don't need Brad. I was just had this moment like, oh crap, is nah, that not what it is? Okay. That's it. We don't. <laughs> Great. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Yes, signing off. Yeah.